Greetings and salutations. Welcome to day 22 of the CPT show, Black Music Month 30 series. I'm, of course, your host, Chris Stevens, here on the Chris Pods and Things podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, June is Black Music Month. There are 30 days in June, and I'll be talking about 30 albums that are influential in my musical taste, albums that I feel are critical or key to an artist's development or catalog, or albums that just slipped under the radar from known artists and unknown artists. Today, I'm going back to high school, one of the most unusual albums that I enjoyed in high school, and that is The Temptations' Phoenix Rising album. When you're in high school and you have to be driven everywhere, the chances of you listening to the music that you listen to in your earphones, in your own bedroom, or in your Walkman are far and few in between. That, of course, means you have to listen to whatever the person is driving you around is listening to. And in 1998, my mother was extremely excited about the new Temptations album, Phoenix Rising. Of course, Otis Williams is the uh, constant, but this introduced a couple new guys in the group, Bo Henderson, Terry Weeks, and Harry McGillberry, who, of course, was the bass singer for the... Uh, the baritone for the future is one of the more unsung groups of Philadelphia soul in the 1970s and a family friend. That being said, Phoenix Rising, released in August of 1998, one of the last Temptations albums to really do numbers. It was, it just missed the top 40 of the Billboard 200. It hit top 10 on the R&B albums charts. And having to listen to that album, going to and from football practice, going to and from the grocery store, going to and from relative's house on the eastern shore of Maryland. It's just one of those albums that you just remember as a kid, even though I was 16, 17 years old at the time, and it just stuck with me. It's an album that I come back to quite a bit. There are two albums from my senior year of high school that I clung to in my most vulnerable of hours. This one and another album that I will talk about later on during this series. Don't want to give that away. But yeah, Phoenix Rise, a great album that showcases, of course, harmony singing, great production from people like Narada Michael Walden, Rex Rideout, Ronnie Garrett, Louis Tillman Jr., Isaiah Gamboa, some of the neo-soul, contemporary soul producers of the day who were really good. From the start, there's the interlude of Hereafter that these guys are, you know, doo-wopping. Hey you, I've got something that I want to ask you, ask you. I can't sing. Like, as you've noticed during the course of these 22 days, my voice has gotten progressively worse. But Stay was the lead single, and it also closes with a remix of Stay, which features John Forte, if you can believe it or not. (laughs) Like, yes, that John Forte, the one who was sentenced to 99 years for drug trafficking, but eventually got pardoned, that John Forte. It's a song, of course, about stay till the morning, baby. Rock me, girl, like I want to rock you. In the morning, in the evening, all night long. Stay till the morning, baby. Let me know that you want me to. Now, mind you, R&B was not in bad shape in 1998. 
the stuff that we listen to. 98 had some good R&B. There was, of course, SWV. There was Escape. There was the Soul Food soundtrack. Whitney Houston's My Love Is Your Love album was coming out. Brandy's Never Say Never. There was a lot of good stuff in R&B. So it wasn't like I was hungry for anything. There wasn't anything that the radio had that I didn't enjoy. But the Phoenix Rising album, I guess, appealed to the old soul in me at this point. Because you're 16 years old. You have crushes on girls that don't work out for one reason or another. And you find yourself just listening to those R&B songs that just appeal to the romantic side of you. And Phoenix Rising was full of that. Like, this is my promise. 17 years old, I'm talking, I'm singing, I'm going to honor you, baby. What did I know about honoring anybody at 17 years old? You know, like those songs, like songs like that. Songs like Tempt Me, If I Give You My Heart, Take Me In Your Arms. That's what friends are for. I think that's what friends are for is to stand out for me because everybody knows somebody that you've been tight with for so long that they feel like even though you have been friends for so long that they can't ask you for anything or you can't ask them for anything. And then when y'all finally understand that, yo, we got this vibe. We cool. We can help each other out. That's what friends are for. Those are the songs that you really remember and hang on to because they take you back to a place in time, whatever time it was in your life, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, that the soundtrack just reminds you of those times how you made it through those times, how you survived, how those times helped mold you and shape you into the person that you are today. Overall, Phoenix Rising is one of those albums that you're just happy that the Temptations are still around. It's one of those things that we call still in the league because when you're surprised that a pro sports athlete or a coach is still playing their particular sport at a high level, it's like, yo, he's still in the league? She's still in the league? 1998's Phoenix Rising was definitely a case of the Temptations. Wow, they're still in the league. Because you have to remember, by the time the Temptations come out with Phoenix Rising, Otis Williams is in his 50s. Everybody else in that group is in their 40s and early 50s. And R&B that was being played on the radio at that time was not very conducive to old acts. Everybody on the radio that I listened to was between 16 and 35. Because I think Whitney was Whitney was the veteran of young R&B radio at this point. There wasn't a lot of young stations playing The Temptations or Smokey Robinson or anybody like that. Like, you literally had to be listening to your parents' radio stations to get those songs. But being able to... But I think that's one thing I can be grateful for with my musical upbringing was that I didn't have a choice but to listen to most of these songs because W because Power 99 was banned in our house. <laughs> okay. Power 99 was banned in our house. You could not be caught listening to gangster rap, even though I was 17 at this time, because 17 was the cutoff point. 17 was when the parental advisory explicit stickers didn't apply to you. If you were under 17, you could not go into a record store and buy any record, be it a be it a CD or a cassette that had that parental advisory sticker on it. 17, for some strange reason, was like this point to say, okay, we can have you guys hearing about sex, hearing about murder, hearing about drugs. That's cool. 17 is fine. You're old enough to understand by this point. That was the cutoff in most record stores. I never understood why, but guess what? I didn't question it either. That being said, being forced to listen to Sound of Philadelphia, 
Luther Vandross, James Brown, Phyllis Hyman, The Temptations, Motown, Marvin Gaye, Tina Marie, Natalie Cole, so many others. It gave you appreciation for music. And I didn't have a choice. There's another album that reminds me of Car Rides with My Family that will probably end up closing out this series. And more thoughts on that person as we get to them. But yes, Phoenix Rising was a tremendous album from a They Still Got It standpoint. There are songs on there that just draw you in. I've mentioned That's What Friends Are For. I've mentioned This Is My... I've sang This Is My Promise. Of course, there's Stay, there's State of Remix. And How Could He Hurt You? One of the great unsung Dirty Mac anthems of the day. This was around the time that Dirty Mac and started really becoming a thing in R&B. Well, Dirty Mac has always been a thing in music, but songs like How Could He Hurt You just really strike a chord when you're a person who always wonders why this person chose them over you when you know you could treat them better than the person that's giving them hell at this particular point. Like the song starts off, Baby, I know that you really think he loves you. It would hurt you so if you knew the things that I knew, baby. Cause I see the things that he does behind your back. And I ask myself, how could he treat you like that? Cause if I had your love, I'd never let you go. And I just don't know, how could he hurt you? How could he hurt you? Yeah, 17 years old, singing that with every bit of heart and soul in my body. (laughs) Those are the songs, again, this album just reflects the... Romantic side of Chris Stevens, which has lied dormant for many a year, but that's another story for another podcast. And I just very much enjoyed this album from the standpoint of this was something that was new to me. Like, I'd always heard about The Temptations. I mean, I knew My Girl, Papa Was Rolling Stone was one of my, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Just My Imagination, Do the Things You Do, all the good stuff. But hearing those guys in a contemporary space at 17 years old, just let me know that no one's ever really too old to make music. No one's ever really too old to connect on the charts. And Phoenix Rising was the best case of that because a lot of these folks that listen to these artists today seem to think that, you know, you your, your shelf life in music is short. Like you can only make songs that pop for a certain amount of time. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. You can still be old school. You can still be a veteran in the game and you can still make music that connects. Definitely a case of they've still got it. And the Temps absolutely still had it with Phoenix Rising. If I had to rank them in order, the songs that I enjoy the most. How Could He Hurt You? That's What Friends Are For. This Is My Promise. Just Like I Told You. Oh, Take Me In Your Arms. Take me in your arms today. This song, only 13 songs long, but every song is a hit. Every song is a hit. Absolutely, every song is a hit. It is an album that I enjoy to this day. Hard to believe it would be out 24 years in August. But... Again, the more the moral of the story is music is timeless. If you're good at what you do, you will find a lane. And Otis Williams has had the temptations in a lane for almost 65 years. He's the last man standing. As I said on a previous podcast episode with uh Shamika Rhymes of the Mofo Chronicles when we were talking about Bobby Brown's 
a biopic, he or she who lives longest gets to tell the tale. And Otis Williams is the last man standing in The Temptations. So he gets to put his group out the way he sees fit, tells the story the way he wants to tell it. And for the longest time, there was Dennis Edwards in The Temptations Review. Of course, Dennis Edwards passed away in 2018. So it's just Otis now. It's Otis and his Temptations left. And that's the way he likes it, I suppose. That it's him and whoever he feels is good enough to fill in the gaps where there would have been a David Ruffin. There would have been a Blue Franklin. There would have been an Eddie Kendricks. There would have been a Dennis Edwards. I suppose if he can find guys that can still want to fit those roles and go out on the road, then it's on from there. But yeah, the Phoenix Rising album was an important album in the development of Chris Stevens, the music lover, because at 17 years old, it let me know that music isn't just for somebody old. It isn't just for somebody young. It's for everybody. And it's worth your time to listen and develop your ear and develop a taste for different things and do the research because you'll end up finding out that you enjoy way more about music than you originally thought. And that'll do it for day 22 of the CPNT show Black Music Month 30 series. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. Anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S P-O-D the letter N T-H-A-N-G-S. Be sure to look for that as a sentence on Spotify and subscribe there. Once again, thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned tomorrow for day 23 of the BMM 30 series. Thank you.